Hey everybody, welcome to Mare Studies. I'm Jill. And I'm Lucas. And here we are together, just the two of us again. Wait, what? Yeah. Last week it was just the two of was us. Was it? Yes. Oh, it was. Yeah. Yeah. Great open. Um, so we're here to talk about three by five. Three by five is episode 29. Oh, sorry. Yes. Episode 29, rounded on that magical 30. And at the end of the recording, mm. we're going to talk about that magical 30th episode. Special surprise. We're well, very, it's not a surprise anymore, but. Yeah, we're, we're very excited to unveil it for you guys. But three by five is technically my pick. It is your pick, yeah. But I did it for the podcast listeners. Because it's been on the list a couple of times for And then everyone's picks. like, how did it not win? I'm like, I don't know, guys. I mean, I voted for it every time. Oh, so, so annoying how you vote. <laughs> Anyways, um, so before we talk about the song, we'll talk about John in the news. Ooh, what has John been up to? So there's an artist named Lizzie McAlpine. Oh, okay, I was going to say Lizzie McGuire? No. <laughs> I mean, yeah, she exists. but And she played at the Troubadour and okay. brought John out. Hey, I played at the Troubadour. Guest. You did? Yeah, I, didn't I thought John we saw out, Jimmy World at the Troubadour. We probably have. Yeah, like several years ago. Yeah, decades ago. Yes. Anyway, um, so everyone was real excited about that, and then that's all I got. She brought John Mayer out. Wow. Yeah, and and some other guy. Did they sing one of her songs? Yes. Oh wow! I think that John was somehow. So it was her song with another artist mm -hmm. who looked really young, like her. And I think John was, like, somehow involved. Like, I don't know oh, if he okay. played guitar on the song or helped write it or something. So it right. wasn't, like, totally random. Right. Um, and I would have done better research, and I will never not be better prepared mm -hmm. than I, this than is this the worst. Week. Yeah. This is been, a big week for you. You've like, got a lot going on in your life. Professionally, personally, there's a lot happening this week. Yeah. So I'm a little off my game on John in the News, and I apologize. You're now the daughter of a Hall of Famer. I am. My dad was inducted into the CIF Southern Section Hall of Fame. Well deserved. Well Shout deserved. out to Bob, who I do not think listens to the podcast <laughs> anymore. He listened Aww. to like the first episode and then and he moved on. With it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, and both of our kids are going to homecoming, homecoming the game, and the, game, and the dance. And the dance, yep. And, and then you've got your like, your Super Bowl basically at work. Yes, right? my one of my biggest events, the uh, casino night. I was going to say the blessing of the animals because I'm so tired. <laughs> So anyways, enough about me. Enough about you. Let's talk about John. Yeah, song bio, Lucas. Oh, nothing else going on in the news? Just no, hanging that's out all with, I got. Just He's hanging out with Lizzie? quiet lately, and I, right. I don't like him to be too active, mm -hmm. but I like a little something. A little something. I mean, for the love of God, do a current mood. Yeah, I almost watched one today. Doesn't he owe, I mean, he doesn't owe us that, but it would just be really nice just to touch base again. He's probably busy. He's probably got things going on. Like He's what? got irons, like, like writing songs with Lizzie McAlpine. I mean, I just feel like he played one song. He could have come home and done a current Well, you mood. said he was involved in it somewhere, so he's probably in the studio with her at some point. Yes, a long time ago. The song oh. had, like, come out. Oh, okay. I think. <laughs> oh. Okay, song bio. Song bio. All right, 3 by 5 is off John's major label debut, mm -hmm. uh, No Room for Squares. No, it's Room for Squares. You're right. It's room for squares. You're <laughs> right. Room for off. squares. Sorry. I, people have I said you should. I pause. I pause. Yeah, like, I that pause doesn't too, feel and right. I'm like, what is happening right now? Is that right? Yeah. There is room for the square. Room for squares. Absolutely. <laughs> yes. Uh, so. Uh, <laughs> you, I think you're thinking no such thing. Yes. Yeah. Probably. This was for me personally one of my. This was my first favorite John Mayer song. Well, then why are you disappointed? I picked it. I wasn't. Oh, no. 
I had picked something else for a couple. Of yes. Weeks. Okay. Sorry. I was go very ahead. excited. I go told ahead. you I've been voting for this one. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. So this was my first favorite John Mayer song when mm -hmm. this was when this album was the only thing that I knew was this song. Mm -hmm. It's a collection of a whole bunch of people who he didn't really make music with. Otherwise, we've talked about this before. That first record was just kind of like which studio cat was available, who did the who right. did the label support and everything. Other than Dave, David Labriere on bass, who was sort of a, a, a key collaborator mm -hmm. during this period of his career. Um, there is a weird sound in the song at the beginning mm -hmm. that almost sounds like an accordion. Okay. Um, that I've never quite been able to place, but based on the liner notes, I'm assuming it's being made with a guitar somehow. Mm -hmm. um, so if any of you like guitar heads out there are like, oh yeah, he totally does this. I'd be curious to know. I looked it up and I couldn't find anything on specifically what that weird, like almost accordion-y sound is in the, in the intro to the song. Uh, and that's it. We talked about, yeah. uh, you know, Room for Squares a lot. There's a couple different versions of it. Um, this song was not on the EP, mm -hmm. um, Inside Once Out. Mm -hmm. So this song was written for this, uh, that particular record. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So, um, favorite or notable versions? Yeah. There's some really good versions of this song because it's been right? around for a while. Yeah. I mean, I love the album version, mm -hmm. but I've also really enjoyed hearing and seeing it live. Yes. I can't say that one wins over the other. I think it's just a great song that kind of wins no matter where it's at. Yeah, so uh, it is interesting. So there's this is one of the biggest departures from the album version to the live version mm -hmm. of at least of the songs that we've covered so far, where it really he really does change it up live, and that's to be anticipated because this song has been with him for so long. Right. right? But even if you listen to like any given Thursday, the song is on any yes, given Thursday, and I really enjoy that version. Mm -hmm. It starts with a whole different intro. Mm -hmm. The band is full in. There's big rock and roll drums. Mm -hmm. Like I I really like that. So which version you prefer depends on like your taste for like I'd say two elements that are heavy in the album version that aren't in the live version. Mm -hmm. And that's the like that short the sort of like shuffled rhythm. The da -da 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 oh, I love when you make pretend music. Yeah. Um, which is it's just like, you know, that, that fast tempo shuffle. Mm -hmm. um, and the accordion-y accordion accordion sound in the beginning. If you like those things, then you have to have the album version because mm -hmm. those things only exist through the entirety of the song in the album version. Mm -hmm. In the live versions, he changes up the rhythm quite a bit um, and you know, slows it down, goes to a little halftime. One of them, and I, I think it's the uh, Any Given Thursday one, although it could have been as is, but I think it was on any given Thursday. Mm -hmm. When he hits the last chorus, he shifts it back into the rhythm of the album version. Oh, interesting. Yeah, so it's like an acknowledgement of like, this is, yeah, this yeah, is how it goes. This is what you came for. This yeah. is the real song. Yeah, yeah. but he, he, he makes it a little bit groovier up until that mm -hmm. very last run through. So that's fun if you listen to it as some know someone who knows the original version. Yeah. Right? But it is kind of a jarring transition if you don't know what he's doing there, mm -hmm. why he's doing that. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, I, I guess I would just echo what you say. I don't necessarily know that I have a personal favorite. Mm -hmm. Probably the Any Given Thursday version is probably my favorite, but I'm okay with any answer just depending on what you want out of the song. Sure. Did he play it uh, when you saw him on the Sob Rock Tour? I don't remember. I don't remember either, and a lot of people commented. Did he play, um, it's like a Bruce Springsteen song, I'm on Fire? No. So he, he did play that at my show, and okay. people had referenced he played that – 
I don't even know if he played the whole song, and then he goes into Free by Five. Okay. And how much they liked it. And I was like, man, for the life of me, I can't remember. And I tried so hard not to video. Mm -hmm. Ironically, right? given the content of the song, right? I made a decision not to video as much as I normally do so I could really just enjoy it and remember. And as it turns out, I can't remember. Oh, man. <laughs> My mom took a lot of videos, though, so I'll have to go back and ask her if she knows. Yeah. Um, but people really were, I mean, I'll talk about it later when we talk about feedback, but excited about that transition intro situation. Right. So since I segued into the song Meaning on Accident anyway. Yeah, go. I mean, you have it right there. Go ahead. Tell us about I it. I didn't realize when I was going on the Sob Rock tour. I was going on the tour. I wish. Yeah. When I was going to we, see me John. Me John were on the road. <laughs> um, oh, gosh. I hate traveling. That would be terrible. Um, I didn't realize that my stance was so three by five mm -hmm. that I wanted to just, I wanted some pictures. I wanted some videos, but also I was going with my mom who, you know, from yes. when she came to your concert and basically got on stage to take a picture of you while you were playing. Right. She's going to capture the moment. It's quite the documentarian. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yes. Um, so I kind of could do it because I was getting the best of both worlds. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's something that I've tried to do a lot more mm -hmm. recently because I do love pictures and videos. I think we all do, but I realized I was watching my son's basketball games literally through my phone. Right instead of like watching him with my own eyes as it was happening. So I love the overall message of three by five. And I think it's accidentally prophetic mm -hmm. because now instead of three by five, you know, it's Instagram, it's your phone, it's videos and TikTok and text messaging, whatever. And I just think it's a time in a bottle song, kind of like the way Gilmore Girls is a time in a bottle show mm -hmm. because they do eventually they have cell phones, mm -hmm. but they're not texting on them. Right. And they get to that eventually, but it's still like a flip phone. Mm -hmm. So it's such a sit in a coffee shop, talk to each other, low tech. What times are we going to be home? Not sure. World. Right. And I love stuff like that. Yeah. I uh, There's this battle, right, between documenting mm -hmm. and having things for posterity to remember and experiencing. Yeah. And really being in the moment because, yeah, of course – no one would choose to watch something through their phone mm -hmm. just for the benefit of watching through your phone without it being recorded or pictures being taken or anything, right? Right. Because clearly looking at it is yeah. the superior option. Yeah. But there is something to be said for having that memorabilia, right? Especially with kids. Mm -hmm. You're not going to oh, yeah. remember those stages clearly. And I know that there is sort of a movement to to uh, prioritize actually experiencing it and that we're doing something wrong yeah. by living our life through a phone. And I feel like everyone has to make that decision for themselves. Mm -hmm. Hopefully we can all find the right balance and the right trade-off of like, here's something I really want to be able to look at again yeah. versus here's something that I can just be in the moment of. Mm -hmm. And that so that was my choice too when we saw John. Is like, normally I would record a lot more at a concert mm -hmm. than I did, but... I did. I recorded one thing of it just to show that I was at a John Mayer concert yeah. for the clout, you know? Exactly. Yeah. But that's the motivation too, though. Uh -huh. Like, I was always thinking when everyone had these great videos from the front or second or third row, like when he, like, winked at that girl or, like, head nod or whatever. Uh -huh. And I'm like, man, that's a lot of money to spend to be so worried about your phone. But then I was like, man, that's a lot of money to spend not to let people on Instagram know no. that's where I sat. Right? <laughs> so it's weird. I've been trying to look at that a lot, too. Like, why am I posting these? Yeah. You know? And I've got no problem with. It. I'll say why why I post oh, stuff. Like I, I am yeah. not like I'm not a person who is anti-social media. I think of it a tool as a tool like anything else. Mm -hmm. If it gets out of whack in your life or it's causing you pain, then don't use it. Yeah. For me, it's a way to connect to people, which is something that is incredibly meaningful to me. Mm -hmm. And so it's a tool that I use pretty regularly. Yeah. Um, I do like what you said about like the sort of like moment in timeness mm -hmm. of it. 
it occurred to me as we're preparing for this that there may be a segment of our audience that really has never had a three by five. Uh, someone said something like that on Instagram too. I mean, my son has seen three. My mom prints the picture she takes from her phone, mm -hmm. which don't print right. Uh huh. You know, like compared to. I don't know what to call it, a camera. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, but I was thinking about how a lot of kids, like, when growing up when there was a transition and my friends would have, like, nieces and nephews or whatever, and we'd take pictures of them on an older camera or disposable camera at a uh -huh. wedding reception. Like, let me see it. I'm like, you can't see it. Like, we have, you have to wait till we get the film back. <laughs> what? Like, I don't understand. It's not let immediate. me see the photo. Yeah. yeah. It's, yeah. That's crazy. I wish someone would have told us back then, this is where you're headed. Yeah. I wouldn't have believed him. But what's, what's great is while the terminology is outdated mm -hmm. at this point, um, the concept isn't. Mm -hmm. Right. This is still a conversation that we're that we're having yeah. about how much do we do we look at it through the lens of something that can try and capture a moment versus how much do we just experience that moment? Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. I'm interested, like how many people look at this song title now, young people mm -hmm. and have any idea what it means. That's a good question. Right. Are there people who are like, is this a math problem? Oh, right. 15. Exactly. It's 15. <laughs> That's a great question. You know? Yeah, I didn't think about that. And But you're making a good point. Maybe three by five, they wouldn't know it's about picturing and experiencing things, not yeah. taking a picture. Interesting. If you search like three by five on Spotify, like I did mm -hmm. to see if there's any interesting covers, there's a lot of people who do songs called three by five that are not this. Mm. You know? Are they about pictures? The one I listened to is in Spanish, so I can't oh. really tell you what it's about. Yeah. Um, I did, someone did do a straight up cover mm. of it and it was bad. So I'm not going to name check it because there's nothing, Covers nothing good are hard. Yeah. I wouldn't mess with a John Mayer cover personally. Yeah. Um, I do like too how the song is about eventually what I'm assuming is a girl, but maybe it's a family member or whatever, finally being with him. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the reasons he's also not doing a three by five. Cause next time I go outside, you know, you'll be there. And I thought that was cute. So this, that's interesting that you said that. I'm glad you brought that up because in a lot of the things that I saw online, a lot mm -hmm. of the comments online about this song, it's just you almost universally assumed that he's talking to a significant other in this song. And I don't know that textually that... Oh, here we go again. Teacher Lucas. Yeah, I don't know that the text is telling us that. I When I first listened to this song, I never interpreted that. Mm -hmm. I always interpreted it as a friend because, you know, like... You sent a you sent a letter to your girlfriend, back then. Sure. No, I never sent a letter to a girlfriend. I sent a letter You've to my grandparents. Never been a rock star who was on the road. He wasn't a and rock like, star on the road yet. This is record number one. I disagree. I think that he's been doing some light touring at this point. He's you know away from home. Mm -hmm. He's been some places. Mm -hmm. I, I disagree. And so, so you I think, think he's, he's going to cool, like sending a postcard right. or going to, you know, places his family, his friend, whoever he's sending to has never been. Mm -hmm. So I think this is from life experience. So you think when he's out looking at these things, it's because he's on tour? Or something. Yeah. I know he's not like on like a, the John Mayer tour, but I'm sure he like opened for someone or did like a mini tour. Like he'd even been on the road. Yeah. With your band. Yeah. I'm sure he'd been on the road. Okay, not on tour. So that's what the problem is, is me using the phrase on tour. No, I just, yeah, I'm sure he's played shows outside of Atlanta, which is where he's home based at this yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah. I think I, it's I, fair I, to say he's had some cool experiences that he would have liked to have shared with whoever he's writing to. I think it's to a totally significant agree. other. But I don't, I agree with you that 100% it could be read multiple ways. It could yeah. be family, it could be a friend. 
I've always read this as some, something uh, just friendly. No mm-hmm. romantic relationship is, is always how I've read it. Um, and I think I think it's just it's just that first part that's giving me that vibe of like, yeah, I wouldn't send a letter to my girlfriend. Like, well, and also I'm writing you to catch you up on places I've been. Yeah. So there are phones at this point. Right. So I do feel like he would she'd know where he is. Yeah. So. And maybe this is a friend. And that's the thing that they do. They travel, yeah. they take pictures, and send them to each other. You I'm know? gonna say seventy five percent platonic friendship or family sort of friendship. Twenty five percent. I'm going to go ahead and say 100% to John Wow, yeah. I, I'm not John Mayer, so I'm not going to say 100%. I'm going to make a strong commitment here. <laughs> so that brings us into the lyrics anyway, so yeah. that's what we're diving into. Do you have a favorite or something you want to discuss? Um, so there's, there's a couple lines that basically say the same thing mm-hmm. that I that all sort of I, I enjoy. My take from reading the internet is that people really love the beginning of verse two. Mm-hmm. Today's skies are painted colors of a cowboy's cliche mm-hmm. and strange how mountains that look like mountains in the sky are next to mountains anyway. Mm-hmm. That's fine. That's great. I understand that people like that. For me, um, I, I love the didn't have a camera by my side this time, hoping I would see the world with both my eyes. Just that sort of idea. Today I finally overcame trying to fit the world inside of a picture frame. Right mm-hmm. again, guess echoing that same idea. You you should have seen that sunrise with your oh, own eyes. eyes. Yeah. yeah, all those all things are kind of saying the same thing, which is like obviously the theme of the song. Mm-hmm. All of those kind of speak to me. I I cannot wait to share a comment that we got about mm-hmm. this that blew my mind. That I was so mad I didn't catch. Okay, but we're all not there yet. So um, I like when he says, in the mood to lose my way with words, mm-hmm. because when I think about John Mayer, mm-hmm. like losing, losing his way right. with words makes a lot of sense. And I now feel judged, but I had underlined today's skies are painted colors of a cow- cowboy cliche. <laughs> yeah, no, not judged. Like I'm saying, like that's what most people yeah. are speaking to. I, There's I, always a common lyric that collectively people yeah. seem to care about. Somebody, uh, there was a person from Brazil who got it tattooed mm. on them. That oh, wow. Tattooed on them. I wouldn't, yeah. And they were like, did I just make a terrible mistake? I'm from Brazil. I don't know what a cowboy's cliche is. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely wouldn't get a tattoo unless I was 100% what right. each word meant. And everyone was just trying to explain, like, it's like, in a, in a, in a, in a Western movie, it's that, that typical, like, sunset, sun setting over riding the away on the a prairie. horse. Yeah. And like, oh, thank God. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that, like I said, is a California thing. But um, I also like, like I already said, when he says no more three by fives and that the person. You'll be with me next time. Yeah. next time, yeah. Um, okay, so actually that does bring us to some listener feedback. Okay. 89% play, mm-hmm. 11% skip. I was surprised by such a high skip count. Yeah, based on In numbers, that's not high, but based on what we've seen before, yep. I, I did not expect that. So let me get into some of the comments. We'll start with D.L. Proctor, who said, even more appropriate today with all of our electronic distractions from the world. Yeah. Which we talked about, very true. Yeah. At Kaylin underscore Staple said, beautiful vibe. I don't know what it is, but something about it just soothes me, which I agree with because if I had to like specifically articulate why I like the song so mm-hmm. much, I would have a lot of trouble. Other so, than being like, I just like how it sounds. Yeah. So one thing uh, I wanted to, I guess there's a better place to talk about it. So let's, I'll talk about it. Sure. Why do you like the way that it sounds? What One thing that I respond to this song musically is, he has all these ascending and descending lines. Okay. It's almost like he's painting the mountains with his melody lines, right? Mm. Um, and especially, I especially love um, when he comes out of the last pre-chorus into the last chorus. Mm-hmm. 
And when he says, uh, I, uh, when I'm in the mood to lose my way, but let me say, mm-hmm. and that melody line just keeps going higher. Da, 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 da. And it's like, oh, he just keeps going with it. Yeah. It's just like, it's it's these ascending and descending lines that he, he rides a little bit longer than I would anticipate. Mm-hmm. And that becomes interesting. Um, so I really like what he's doing melodically here. Um, and it has this very like up and down flowing lilting feel because of um, the you know steadiness of the inclines and the steadiness of the declines. It's not mm-hmm. jagged jumps yeah. all over the place. It's not disorienting. It's mm-hmm. very easy to follow. Nice. Well, thank you for breaking that down for us. Yeah. Um, 1.60934 underscore kilometers, everyone's favorite mm-hmm. Instagram name, says the version on any given Thursday is what made me fall in love with the song. So I took that comment to represent the multiple comments we got about that version. Yeah. At Carly Porter 1221 said, finally, exclamation point, exclamation point, laughing, crying emoji, <laughs> which was also echoed in multiple things. <laughs> um, let's see. At Viz84 said, seeing it live made me love it. At Greg Manu 03 said this song was ahead of its time, which again, we all totally agree with. At JFlan65, our hockey playing friend, mm. said he definitely did not lose his way with words. <laughs> Got a True. couple of those. Yeah. True, yeah. At Gobrian Mom, Gobrian Mom, this song is the most beautiful reminder to stop and enjoy the moment you're in. Which is something I need to be reminded about a lot. I don't think that's necessary. That, yes, is the message of the song. Mm-hmm. I don't think how I'm internalizing it and moving forward with what I'm going to say is. But that I'm always like, okay, the homecoming game is like tomorrow for Kane, but the homecoming dance is Saturday. But then a week from this, is, like I'm always looking ahead mm-hmm. because I'm high stress and never being like, oh, maybe I should just like chill and enjoy today and what yeah. we're doing today. I'm always panicking about the future. Yeah. Um, at Etienne Daniel CA said, yes, I have to say it sounded odd, but it grew on me and now I love it. So maybe it's the ascending, descending thing you talked about that mm-hmm. he was picking up on. At underscore Alex, I'm guessing it's Alex Martinez, but there's like only an A and then all consonants. Mm-hmm. I think about this song so often. Every time I'm at a concert or big event, I try to be in the moment and not experience it through my phone's camera, which yeah. I think is what we're I, all I, talking I about. I think about it. I think about yeah. this song specifically anytime I have that situation. And I think now, like when I had an actual camera, I took so, it was such a hard balance because you want to take so many pictures because you have no idea how they're turning out right. and you don't want to walk away with no good pictures, but also it costs money mm-hmm. and there's only so many in your film. I'm like, I just can't believe now I have just, I infinite. Just do whatever I want. Infinite pictures. Exactly. Uh, let's see. At photo low 22 said, this is my favorite song on room for squares and reminds me of life back in college when the song came out. It was a different world than taking photos on film and writing letters. Mm-hmm. Photography was a big hobby, and I even have my master's in fine art photography, so that's another reason I feel a connection with this song. I love the upbeat melody, Mm -hmm. the phrase cowboy cliche, and you'll be with me next time I go outside. No more three by fives. He wants to share the world with his person in the flesh. Mm -hmm. So her reading it, his person, does make me think 
she's interpreting it as right. a love interest. Well, I mean, if he's if he's so confident that like whoever he's writing to is going to be with him next time, yeah, I can see why you could read it. Then I'm thinking about it. Like, yeah, you'll be with me. You next know what? Time. I think that's why I like this song. I think it's a very optimistic song. It is, and I wanted to talk about that because usually when we get John Mayer songs, it's so deep and heavy. Right, it's a song about a relationship, mm-hmm. or it's a song about him working on some internal struggle that he's having, or everyone's trying to analyze who it's really about. Right. Yeah. This is neither of those things. No, it's just la la la. This is just a song about beauty yeah and sunrises yeah it's literally just a song about beauty and mm-hmm. it's and so from that standpoint it stands out mm-hmm. from you know the rest of his collected work right um be just because of that and mm-hmm. i think there's something that of that that like yeah it is an incredibly optimistic song very you know especially as a young impressionable impressionable man when i heard the song i was like Oh, yeah, I want to be like that. I want to be like where I see something beautiful, absolutely lose my way with mm-hmm. words. Mm-hmm. I want to be mm-hmm. impacted by beauty in such a way. You right? Know? No kidding. I think that's what we all want. Um, okay, so at Meredith Coffin says, The bridge has, quote, brought me back to life, end quote, many times. It's so moving and inspirational, the words and chords, reminding us to look around at natural beauty of the world when life gets hard or heavy or dark. Can a sunrise bring you back from the precipice? Maybe when you look upon without a camera in the way. And then used a sunrise emoji, which brings a whole nother level to technology and capturing things that rocked my world that she probably just randomly put in. Mm-hmm. But then I spent like 30 minutes like, man, and then there's also sunrise emoji you could send someone. Right. And then there was a whole conversation between at Stephanie.jones1 and Jeff D'Orio. Um, about the whole I'm on fire transition Mm. into three by five and Mm -hmm. how much they enjoyed it. Yeah, I know for sure he didn't do that when I was there because one of the bands I play in does fire by Bruce Springsteen. So I'd have been like, oh, hey. I really like that song. Mm. And I can't say that I knew about it until I heard, uh, before Sob Rock, I heard him cover Mm. it. Yeah, I didn't know about it until it showed up on the song list of songs I had to learn for a gig. (laughs) Surprise! All right. Okay, is... I always messed up the Romeo and Juliet part. Like, the first two times we played it, I didn't get the timing of that right, because the timing's weird there. Like the drumming part, you mean? Because you don't sing. No, but yeah. Like, it comes in, the drums break, and then kind of come in again there, and it's weird, but I've got it now. Okay. I don't give out awards. I love everyone equally. Participation trophies all around. But if we had some sort of podcast merch, Mm -hmm. like a sticker, which we'll eventually get. Mayor Studies hoodies. Oh my gosh, that's expensive. We're just getting stickers. (laughs) But maybe someday we can dream. I would mail one to at Vanessa underscore Valeska. This is not a song in my radar, but reading the lyrics, I laughed when he said, so let's remember that she just picked this up not knowing the song. Uh-huh. Read it specifically to prepare for listening to our podcast. Uh-huh. Maybe I will tell you all about it when I'm in the mood to lose my way. But let me say, <laughs> he can avoid talking even when he has just said that he doesn't want to talk. That's great. Oh, God. He can't shut up. <laughs> laughing, crying emoji. Laughing, crying emoji. And I was like, Vanessa... That's, That's great. amazing. That's That's just phenomenal. Great, yeah. My favorite part is how she was just off the cuff. Like I read it once, but I could see how, and you said it, you quoted that part. And I yeah. was like tensely like, no, don't steal this moment from Vanessa. Oh, and you didn't catch it. No, that's her. That's hers. That's her insight. That around. stopped me in my tracks when I read it. Like nice. what is happening right now? She's right. It's like my stupid mouth. Yep. 
on the same record as well. Exactly. And that will conclude our Instagram feedback. Thank you, everyone, for Thank participating. Thank you, guys. Always and appreciate it. Good you were listening always. and you were thinking, I want to be shouted out. I Who have doesn't? input. Yeah. Then you should go to Atmere Studies on Instagram. You can put it in the comments mm-hmm. of the photo about announcing our next song. Or you can go up in the story if you're there within the right 24 hours mm-hmm. and send it in. Uh question box and we don't actually know what the next song is going to be because you guys out there in listener land have to choose it for us yes which actually we'll be able to do that way ahead of time we yeah. can really prepare yeah because well we'll talk about that in we'll a talk about that in a minute <laughs> everything we've already right told them time. like so many times everything we in swear right we're time. so cool like i can't keep a secret to save my life joe we yeah. are the coolest we are the hosts of Mayor Studies. Does it get cooler than that? I say not. Probably it does. Hey, so speaking of this song, 3 by 5 Right. Uh, I think this is easy. Is this right. a song that turns the ladies on, or is this the, uh, the, the quiet song? Once again, I am mind-boggled mm-hmm. by the statistics. <laughs> are you all right? <laughs> he, just, he just be turning people on no matter you what. You guys broke Lucas. 77% quiet song, 23% turns the ladies on, three direct messages, people saying, why are people voting for turn the ladies on? Are you like crying? Yeah. Is it because you're choking or because you're I, upset? I know. I, I, I choked on it. I wasn't ready for it. I just um, don't even. Obviously, I think it's 100% quiet. I think it's a quiet song as well. There's nothing in here. You know what? So let me make the case for the 23%. Mm-hmm. Let me go to bat for them mm-hmm. so that they don't feel like a persecuted minority. Mm-hmm. The case I would make here is like, okay, so obviously people who are listening to our podcast and are interacting with us on the on the Instagram are already fans. So they're already bringing a significant know, amount of love to I the know. table, right? Yeah. They just need a little push over the edge. Mm-hmm. And when you see a guy like this who is a romantic poet, like... For, it uh, is poetic. And it's like, if you are... Sunset. Familiar with like the romanticism movement mm-hmm. of like the early 1800s. Nature, like, Lucas. I know, right? It's all about nature and the beauty of nature and how like just the how it evokes these incredible feelings mm-hmm. that you don't have otherwise and that tends to roll into wow if he feels so passionately about this sunrise how much passion could he feel for me wow i don't that's right? a crazy road you i, to I there. see a, i see a person with just all of this emotion and all of this love and i want it directed at me i mean i don't consider that being turned on i consider that being in love with John Mayer, which I can identify with. But um, to each their own. There's yeah. no right or wrong. And I will say that someone answered about our, was it, what was our last song? Uh, Slow Dancing in the Burning Room. Yeah, that got a lot of, I was confused. And mm-hmm. I was like, answer in the Instagram. Mm-hmm. And someone did, and I forgot to screenshot it. So. No, I read it, though. They what were just was like, it? It's like the guitar sounds so so. Yeah, it's so more sexy. like performance Yeah, it's the based. music, not the lyrics. Yeah, and so I get that, because this is upbeat, and it's fun, and Yeah, but definitely not a song sending. I would put on for some sexy time, though. No. <laughs> this is not on my bedroom playlist. Oh, good to know. We were all wondering. Yeah. All right, moving on. What is on my bedroom playlist? Literally is... moving on. <laughs> All right, uh, Jill, how much does this song make you love John Mayer? Five out of five. All right. I love it. It's a beat. It's light. It's. I'm excited that he's not taking pictures. I also like pictures, but I think he's going to have better balance moving forward. Yeah. And I love that he has this friend or companion who he's writing to. And I literally wrote letters to my cousin, Sarah, who was my best friend. She lived in Simi Valley Moore Park, which from like the Inland Empire basically feels like it's in a different state. It's like a two-hour drive, right? Oh, my God. Factor in the traffic, and it's like four. Oh, okay. But yes. And so we would like send each other tapes mm-hmm. of like 
oh, here's what happened today or whatever. And then we graduated to letters and I would always print copies because you would have to go with your film, like hide like one copy of all these photos. Mm -hmm. And then they give you your film like out of the camera back right. and your pictures and then you'd love this picture. So you'd have to go back into mm -hmm. Rite Aid and say, hi, of this one right here, I want like five copies of uh -huh. this one because it's so good. And then I would mail them to her. They'd be like pictures even of, I wasn't writing letters as much when we were older, but like of you mm -hmm. and Georgie and all of our friends. And that's how she knew my life because life. I couldn't yeah. tell her on Facebook. Right. Well, not because I couldn't, but Facebook didn't exist yet. Yeah, it was so long ago. It was basically on stone. Right, carved, carved a letter. <laughs> uh, what about you? Um, I would say like a four and a half okay. out of five. That's fair. Like I said, this was my my first favorite song of his. I loved it. It really spoke to who I was at that time in my life. Upon reflecting and spending the week with it, mm -hmm. it doesn't have the same effect for me now. Mm -hmm. um, and, I, and I think it's just I've changed. The song hasn't. Yeah. The song's the same as it was when I used to listen to it back in, you know, in the early days. Um, but I think for me, I'm just in a different place. I think it's lovely. I, and I think mostly my qualms are musical. Like, mm -hmm. I, I said, like, how much do you like the recording version depends on how much you like the, that, whatever that sound is in the intro. Yeah. And like, you like that, that kind of shuffled rhythm. And I don't really care for either of them. Mm -hmm. So from a musical standpoint, it's not quite the slam dunk home run that like, sure. uh, last train home is for mm -hmm. me you know mm -hmm. so but, but still great lyrics great yeah. everything four and a half i have a discussion question oh i have several so let's go several yeah has a sunrise ever brought you back to life a sunrise has not sunset brought me back to life um so you, you remember this thing called myspace right very much so i used to write blogs on myspace <laughs> oh you would yes and the very first blog i ever wrote on myspace was about a sunset what yes it was that. yeah and that was like the first like kind of writing i did that like got me anywhere like any tread because mm -hmm. then like after that like people who i didn't even know mm -hmm. were like they're like friends of a friend or something yeah. would come up to me like oh you're the one who wrote the sunset <gasps> thing you're myspace famous i was myspace famous yeah my myspace blogs were legendary <laughs> unfortunately lost forever I, I was you can sign back into your myspace you know what i've tried and for whatever reason i can't find well who knows what your email was that material yeah cab for lucas at yahoo.com you just like threw out my email on there but cool all right <laughs> is it still your email no oh. Oh, I don't think it matters. No. Um, I, I was just guessing I have, on the Yahoo. I, ha I have a professional email Lucas at AOL.com. There you go. At uh, skyglobal.angelfire. Studies at AOL.com. Yes. Um, so I you know, so I, I did have this thing where I was like, oh, let me write. And this was, you yeah. know, like when I was first getting into writing and deciding to be an English major and all that mm -hmm. good stuff. Um, so that, but I wouldn't say that it's brought me back to life. Yeah. I do love nature. Mm -hmm. I love being in nature. I love looking at nature. Um, all of that stuff really speaks to me. I grew up in the mountains mm -hmm. for totally. like 10 years of my life and I would just go walk. Mm -hmm. I would go be out in the trees and like take a book and not spend, a camera, not a camera, take a book and a snack and spend some time out in nature. Snack. I like snacks. Yeah. Or even in the snow, I would go like dig myself a little hole and like, mm. Yeah, you know, bundle up. That's how I read the Great Gatsby. I read it. Oh, I love the Great. Gatsby. I read it in a dugout snow hole in the mountains. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I like nature too, mm -hmm. but I wouldn't want to like live there. 
You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, I like nature when there's, like, a nice hotel room to go back to. Yeah, for sure. I'm not, like, a camping nature. Oh, I'm not a camper. I mean, I've done it and I can do it, but yeah. I just feel old now. Yeah, I need a nice comfy like a bed. a bath. Yeah. Yeah, but in I do love indoor nature. plumbing. A nice private bathroom. Oh, um, 100%. I'm yeah. not about that life at all. Like, no. Um, I don't think that a sunset's ever brought me back to life, but I honestly can say I haven't watched a lot of suns. I'm sorry, sunrise. Mm -hmm. What is it? It was a sunrise, right? Yeah, it's a sunrise. Um, but I thought this was really cool. This is probably no new information to anyone but me, but that seniors at high schools do a senior Oh, yeah, sunrise. we do a senior sunrise and senior sunset. Yeah, and I knew that my son was mine because he literally has my face. But because he's like, I'm not going to that. I'm not getting up that early. But I'm going to go to the sunset at the end of the year. Yeah. <laughs> and I just, did you do that at your school or is that a new thing? No, we didn't do that when I was a student. We do that at the school it's which I work. Yeah. yeah. Um, and My son's school doesn't do it. It's an unsanctioned oh, school. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. People, it's, it's, ours is a sanctioned school thing. And people always ask me, so what do, what do they do? And I say, I have no idea. I've never gone. Yeah, I don't get up at five o'clock in the morning. Right? It's early. Yeah. It Hard was pass. literally like I it was like five o'clock in the morning and I was like, no, it just that's 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 a no for me, dog. So my second question was gonna be who do you think he was writing to? But we already answer covered that. that. And that is all I brought. But let's all be proud of me for bringing two questions. Well done, well Thank done. You. So here's what I want to talk about. Mm -hmm. Uh there's I think it's almost a false dichotomy here. That you see this nature with your own eyes and it moves you. Mm -hmm. But have you ever seen a photo of mm. something that moved you as much? Interesting. Have, can you think of any particular experience of that? Not of a sunset or of nature. Of anything. Because my example is not of a it sunset. It has to be a still photo? Yeah. Why don't you give your example and okay. think about it? Because this just happened to me like mm. two days ago. Could be an old photo of your child because those really knocked oh, me out. Yeah, but I was there to experience it. But go ahead. So uh, my wife just did this uh, like photograph photo shoot thing where she went and got photographed by a bunch of professional models or by, by, that makes by, no by, sense. by professional <laughs> photographers because she's trying to break into model doing some modeling and everything. And I'm always like, you should. If I looked like you, I'd be trying to be professionally attractive. You know, like professionally attractive. Yeah, she's beautiful. And so she was so excited. She got the pictures back, and she was just like put her phone in front of me and mm -hmm. I was just scrolling through them. It's just only like a couple of the, the pictures. And I saw this one picture of her and I just started crying. Wow. That's a lot. Yeah. I just, I wasn't like sobbing, but mm -hmm. like this, the tears kept coming. I was just such an emotional response mm -hmm. to that picture. And it was full. I had to like go lay in bed for a while and put a pillow over my face. And be like, why, why did I have that response? What is that from? I don't know. I can definitely say I've never had that response from a photo. Yeah. It was just, it, some of it was just, I was so proud of her because mm -hmm. like, this is, you know, something that she wants to do. And it was just like such an amazing picture. Some of it was like, just like joy at mm -hmm. like she's doing something she was excited about. Yeah, yeah as part of it is like my own pride of like that's my wife look mm -hmm. at that that's my wife mm -hmm. part of it there was probably some sadness mixed in there too mm -hmm. that's usually when you have that emotion there's some level of yeah of of sadness in there but it was just like i was so weirded out by my response to that mm -hmm. as as was she she I'm was sure like she was are just you say it like crying nice. yeah because yeah. like she obviously she knows how i feel about the way that she looks it's yeah. like no secret in our house um, or to anyone who knows me. No. Um, but uh, it was just like such a strange response to have to something. Mm -hmm. And like, because I see her every day mm -hmm. and I don't burst into tears when I see her Donna, general, yeah. generally, you know? Yeah. Um, it was just something about the way that picture caught me. It just caught me very emotionally. Well, and that just brings up a good point about how important pictures are. Yeah. I mean, 
especially like I said, if you're looking at a picture of your child and they were younger, or if there's a picture, because I love pictures more than the average person. And uh-huh. I do have a parent who has been photographing us mm. forever. And so I'm very familiar with our pictures. Uh-huh. But like when a cousin or aunt or uncle sends you, oh, I found this picture and you've never seen oh, it before. And yeah. it's you at like seven yeah. or your kid at like two. Mm-hmm. But I do, I do have an example actually. I, when my son had, was baptized, we had a party and all our family was there mm-hmm. and I put him down for a nap and he slept through his entire party. And I mean, he's a baby. Right. He doesn't remember anyway. And my uncle Mike, um, went into his room and Kane was asleep in his crib and he was just looking. I'm like, oh, he's so cute. I and mean, there's the only way he could hang out with him because mm-hmm. he was not waking up for this party. Like from top to bottom. Right. He woke up as soon as it ended. Oh man. <laughs> and he, and he was just like looking over and my mom walked in and took a picture and he died a few years later mm. and it just was always the sweetest picture it always meant so much to me because i wasn't there when it was taken right so that's the like yours like yeah. you weren't there it's wasn't not there. a memory like someone else three by yeah. five mailed this to me yeah it's like, oh this is so sweet he loves him so much and then he died and it was like oh my god it's like he's looking over him like the picture took on like its own life and then a couple months ago his son died mm. um and so i'm like oh and it brings you back to that picture so i would say that not even though I've seen it several times, mm-hmm. every time I see it, I have an emotional response. Not just because the people involved in it, you know, passed away, right. but just because it was so sweet and innocent, and I wasn't there when it happened, and I felt so grateful. And my mom captured that moment. Yeah, that's she's awesome. not afraid to capture a moment. Yeah, I think you hit on something there. I wonder how much of it is about seeing moments that we weren't there for. Yeah, like you love when people send you pictures of stuff. Yeah, when my son was younger, uh, a, a family friend was was watching him. I think it was like his first birthday. Just incidentally happened to be his birthday. Mm-hmm. Well, me, Sam was still working. We were both at the, at the school. And she was like sent me a, this, like the cutest picture of him. Mm-hmm. And doing something that I would have never known, I would have never seen. Yeah, they right? exist when you're not around, you forget. Yeah, exactly. But mm-hmm. just like having that glimpse into this mm-hmm. thing that I wasn't there for. Um, and then like, I've also had like, so do you remember this? I don't know if you remember this or how much of the story I told you, Mm -hmm. you and I, we went to one of your cousin's birthday parties together in LA. Oh, fairly recently. Fairly recently. Sarah's. Was it Sarah's? Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. So all your cousins were there. So I couldn't remember like which one. A few of them were there. That's hilarious. I had like 60. No. (laughs) There was nobody but your cousins in the, <laughs> the room. The whole bar, And yeah. the room was in capacity. There was capacity. literally one other cousin there, but go ahead. I was the only person in the room that was not your cousin, and they had to close the doors. Oh, yeah, I remember. But uh, me and Sam were not together at that time. Right. And she posted pictures to Instagram. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, just taking the moment, like, just scrolling on my phone, and mm-hmm. I saw them, and it absolutely, she looked so hot. And we weren't together. Mm-hmm. It just ruined my night. Yeah, absolutely ruined my night. Do you remember this? Did I tell you about that part of it? Or no, you seemed delightful all night. Because I was trying to be delightful. Yeah. But for me, on the inside, it was just like, oh, I have to go die now. Yeah. That you know, so it's just the power of pictures, man. They are make me want to live, make me want to die, make me want to cry. <laughs> wow, you yeah. rhymed. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so should we tell them about next week? Oh, next week. <laughs> All I right. might get as loud as Lucas. So you have been teasing this I have. since the dawn of time. Way too much of a buildup is what I'm going to say. Lower your expectations, everybody. So next week, episode 30. Mm-hmm. We, good job us, by the way. Good job us, 30 episodes. Never even taking a break. Nope. Right. Every week, every week, just hit after hit after hit. Oh, they're hits, but <laughs> hitting it hard. We're right. Dying. Episode after there episode after episode. Modestly attempt successful after attempt. episode. Yes. 
after a slightly more modestly successful <laughs> yeah. episode. Um, and now, in order to celebrate six months of mayor studies, Our anniversary, we are finally doing the episode that we've been waiting to do. Mm-hmm. Jill, tell the people what they're going to get from us next week. First of all, we're going to get a special guest. Special guest. Amy Bird slash Mamers is back. So that she and I can share the story of the time all my dreams came true and I met John Mayer in Vegas. What? It's true. We already recorded it. You met John Mayer? (laughs) No, I'm a little worried because we recorded it a long time ago. Not a long time ago. Well, considering when these come, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And I don't remember anything I said. And so it's going to be really fun for me to listen to it. Oh, you're going to experience it. Yeah, are stored on your phone. Uh I do know... I will prep everybody if you're like, okay, let's let's find out what meeting John Mayer is like. There's a good segment or start of the episode that is just how I got in a position to meet John Mayer, yeah. which in hindsight is, a, I mean, an amazing story for me. I don't know that they're going to I've already listened to the episode well, and it's fabulous. You, did you really listen to the whole I thing? I really listened to the whole thing, yes. Well, you, Lucas had to because I have to tell a story about someone. I have to protect their identity because I don't want them to like sue me or something. And because, you know, our podcast is very successful. So, and I slipped and said their correct name in the middle. I was like, you're going to have to go back and fix that. So we finally edited an episode. Yes. Yeah, so our first, and it's just like, I literally I wonder if they cut. can spot it. We should give them a prize if they can spot where it got edited. It's a decent cut. It's not a perfect cut. Yeah. So you might be able to if find it. If you DM us and you're the first one to know where the edit is, we will send you a handwritten card because we don't have merch. Are you gonna Are you gonna send it? Because I'm not mailing nobody nothing. I can't believe you. I'm not gonna put the return address on it. I'm like not gonna tell them where I live. But like, I'm not gonna go buy a stamp. Oh my gosh, Lucas, you're such a young person. <laughs> the people at my work like literally don't understand how to use mail. One of the girls got was getting married uh-huh. and she gave me the invitation and she put the address label in the bottom right corner. And she oh, didn't wow. she handed it to me mm-hmm. and I go, What's this? And she's like, That's where you put the address. I was like, honey, no, it's in the middle. What are you even doing? And she's like, I don't understand mail. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, which I totally understand. Like, when was the last time you, maybe you send letters. When was the last time I sent a letter? I I send cards, like thank you cards. I already have a box of cards for every occasion. Mm-hmm. So we already have a card. Mm-hmm. You come to my house once a week. I own a pen. So okay. we'll write it. And then I go. will not go buy a stamp, but I will use the postage machine at my work and then put a reimbursement charge on my account. So I have paid for it. It's all on the up and up. I'm allowed nice. to. I would it, never go buy a stamp. Uh, speaking of not knowing how mail works. <laughs> um <laughs> Almost 10 years ago, because we're coming up on our 10-year anniversary, a little bit over 10 years ago, uh, my beloved wife was sending out invitations to her bridal shower. Mm-hmm. And, like, we were trying to do a lot of stuff ourselves for the wedding to save money. And, like, we're both pretty, like, hands-on folks. And my totally. wife is incredibly... Especially Sam. Creative. Yeah, she's incredibly yeah. crafty. Um, and so we were just kind of trying to, like, hand-make all this stuff and everything. And so it was just, like, every day we'd get off work. We were both working full-time. Mm-hmm. And we had Nevea. So we'd, you know, work full time, come home and just start like crafting like for for months, it felt like. Um, And so we're getting close to there and she's just like super stressed and super tired. So she goes and she mails out all the invitations Mm -hmm. to her bridal shower. Um, And then she gets a note from the post office like you got some return mail. She's like, all right. And it's the entire stack of bridal invitations Uh because she failed to affix any postage whatsoever to any of them. That's phenomenal. Yeah. I'm going to save us some money. I'm just going to try this. Right? (laughs) And it was great. She's like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. It's just like... You're stressed out. Yep. Yeah. Um, So anyways, 
Tune in next week. To hear about how you met John Mayer. Yes, how I got there, what happened when I got there. How you seduced him and became his girlfriend. I think everyone knows I would have spilt those beans if that had happened. You've been sworn to secrecy. You've been holding it until now. Yes. (laughs) NDAs, Uh, no loose lips, as Lizzo would like to say. It is worth listening to, so I suggest you guys go listen to it. You could also go to Atmer Studies to see the photos. Uh, oh, I found the photos nice. from the concert. I found the photos from the story of where I tell where we went afterwards. Mm-hmm. And of course, the photos where we met John, excluding the person whose name I can't say. And um, I also, I, I didn't, there is video footage, but I couldn't find it. And I looked for hours and finally had to give up. So sad about that. Um, but you can also vote for the week after that song because it's your guys' turn again. So you definitely need to go to Atmere Studies to get a, a full, well rounded concept of my Vegas John Mayer story. Yeah, so excited. A I love telling the story. Presentation. Basically, yeah. I love telling the story. I tell it all the time. I will go out of my way to find a way to tell the story. I think it's actually our longest episode, isn't it? Yeah, I don't tell the story that long in public. <laughs> that was partially because of namers. Right. And you were a, asking questions. It was a three-person conversation. But like if you meet me on, on the streets or, oh my God, when John goes back on tour, I can't wait for us to go to a show together and like meet everybody mm-hmm. beforehand. Like I will definitely tell it that long that time okay. all right and then he stepped with his left foot first right. anyways tune in next week to hear all about it spoiler alert he was delightful obviously because i'm still a fan so yeah obviously he didn't ruin the the mystique nope you can meet your idols it'll be fine alive and well all right thank you guys for hanging out with us hope you enjoyed three by five looking forward to your feedback on next week's episode mm-hmm. as well and then uh, pick a good song for us, guys. You know, we they got... always do. Yeah, you know, uh, the, the two, I think the two biggest winners that you guys have picked from us, at least statistically, from mm-hmm. like the listen standpoint, people really liked If I Ever Get Around to Living, which mm-hmm. was a fan choice, mm-hmm. and In Your Atmosphere, which was a yes, fan choice. Yes. And those are both performed And I'm well always sometimes like, eh, and then I get into it every time. And I'm like, man, they knew what they were doing. I love jumping into the song. Yeah. So. And I promise I'll have better John in the news segment with more detailed facts next time i hope you have a lovely week yeah and and watch the next episode with your own eyes don't record it well it's hard to watch because it's a podcast yeah all right imagine us as a beautiful sunset (laughs) bye bye